Good evening, Don't Unfriend Me Nation, episode 410. Looks like I'm not getting a day off this week. Figured I'd do a recorded show. I'll be on live at 8.30 after this. Hopefully I can get this show up quickly. Nick Fuentes was the topic last night. His little trolls are perusing my page and, you know, insulting and my service and that I'm a knuckle dragger and I say Muslim the proper way versus Muslim. But they make fun of me because they say I'm a hick from Texas. So I, I don't know. Whatever. I can't do it. I don't think there's anything that anyone can say except Zeke Heil to these guys. And then I think he'll be in with their club. We're not talking about Nick Fuentes tonight, but the aftermath of him going to Mar-a-Lago. I want to call it the contradiction here. I mean, I lit him up pretty good. Now I'm going to go ahead and talk about the media and how they're spinning this. But they weren't doing the same things to Joe Biden that they're doing to Donald Trump. I mean, having a dinner with somebody who is uh, as controversial as Nick Fuentes wasn't a good idea. I said that. But let's look at what Joe Biden's done. And it certainly doesn't excuse anything. It just really points out the hypocrisy of the media. I'll be right back. By the way, name's Matthew Spear. I'm the host of Don't Unfriend Me. Welcome to the show. We'll be back in one minute. We're going to play the intro from Still Point, my favorite band from Georgia. And if you happen to not like a harder rock sound, get used to it or fast forward two times on the 30-second button. I'll be right back. Thank you for stopping on by the Don't Unfriend Me show. It means a great deal to have you here. Want to talk quickly about not a sponsor, but friend of the show, the Percival Flag Company. They make the flag behind me. Amazing wooden flags. They are fantastic. They're local. They support the military. They're a small business. They deserve your love. They're not one of these big flag companies that mass produce. They use all material made in the United States. They are fantastic. Give them a call. Use the code DUM5, D-U-M-0-5. And go to PercivilFlag.com to get yourself a cool flag. A few of the dumb nation have gotten one already. I've got mine. You get yours. We'll all be happy. We're talking about Nick Fuentes. We're talking about Joe Biden. We're talking about the dinner heard around the world with Mar-a-Lago. All of these things are truly distractions to what we should be focused on, which is let's win Georgia. Let's get the Senate there. Let's focus on 2024 and the policies that Republicans should be focused on to overall change the way the Republican Party's headed. I think everyone agrees that there's a little bit of disenfranchisement with both sides. But I want to talk about this reaction to Donald Trump. Now, I've already spoken out against this, and I said that if Donald Trump met with Nick Fuentes, it was a bad idea. Now, a lot of people are defending Trump, and they say Trump doesn't make mistakes. Well, he's not God, folks. And I'm sure if he could walk this back and not have Nick Fuentes at the table, and from his comments, he completely disavowed Nick Fuentes. I wonder how Nick feels about that. He's probably 
crying in his milk. Yes, he would drink white milk, not chocolate milk, but white milk for sure. Homogenized. Aryan milk, folks. Organic and pure. But anyway, the interesting thing is, look at Joe Biden and look at his history and look at the way the media has responded to him. Is it the same? Is it different? Well, I beg to tell you that it is different. And the reason why is, obviously, is the media controls the narrative. And that's the way it always is. When you look at Joe Biden over his career, he has spent plenty of time cozying up to racist and white supremacists in the Ku Klux Klan. Now, we all know where the KKK originated from. We understand Jim Crow laws. We understand the civil rights in the South and the Dixiecrats and how they went ahead and voted against it. We can sit here and talk about Japanese internment camps. There has been a litany of history and also modern day slave plantations in the cities. Democrat ran. That's fine. But Democrats will tell you now that the party that's followed by white supremacists happens to be Republicans. And there is some truth to that. In fact, we had quite a few of them on the show last night, and I anticipate we have the same amount tonight. But if you look specifically at Joe Biden and what he's done, he's moved away from this. And this started during his presidential bid. When he was in the Senate, he opposed busing. He opposed school integration and strong friendships with racist Southern senators, and it reinforced the notion that Biden was indeed a racist. I can never understand how the media and prominent black figures in the United States gave him a pass. Republicans were not given the same treatment. For example, Trent Lott, the senator from Mississippi, who I don't have a lot of fond memories from, was literally forced to resign from his leadership position for his praise of Strom Thurmond, the segregationist senator from South Carolina. Biden, on the other hand, had similar praise for Robert Byrd, the Democrat senator from West Virginia, who had been a member of the KKK, but there was little criticism of Biden. Here's the eulogy of Biden and Byrd, something for you to watch. upon his like again. Mr. Leader, we're not going to look upon your like again. I'm not going to ask God to bless you because he already has and I know where you are. And may God bless your family. May God bless this state and this country, and may God protect our troops. Thank you. Well, look at there. There's Manchin. There's Obama. And Bill Clinton. Where's Hillary? Where's the Grand Wizard? Most people would probably say that wouldn't be a good start to a presidential campaign, but nobody seemed to care, especially the media. Biden owes his nomination to Jim Clyburn. He's a black Democrat from South Carolina and the overwhelming support of black South Carolina voters in that state's primary, which was a deciding factor because if you knew what happened during those primaries for nomination for president for the Democratic side is that he was behind Pete Buttigieg and Bernie Sanders coming out of Wisconsin and Michigan, horribly behind. In fact, he got less than 1% of the vote, 3% of the vote. And then somehow magically resurrects his campaign, and takes off to the races from South Carolina. Poor Bernie. Always a bridesmaid, never a bride. This is the same Biden who, as president, called his senior advisor, Cedric Richmond, boy. And not a peep of criticism from Clyburn. It's almost incomprehensible that a politician could survive even a few of these gaffes, if that's what we want to call it, let alone one who is now president of the United States. Here are some of his comments listed in really no particular order. Regarding the reluctance of some minorities to the vaccination, Biden said the following, Latinx people 
don't want to get vaccinated because they're worried they'll be deported. And for blacks, they are used to being experimented on, the Tuskegee Airmen and others, end quote. He apparently confused the World War II fighter pilots with a notorious governmental study of syphilis among black men, the Tuskegee experiment, not the same thing. During the campaign, he said to a largely black radio audience that if they were unsure of whether to vote for him or Trump, well, then you ain't black. You got more questions, but I tell you, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, then you ain't black. Joe Biden himself. Biden said, unlike the African-American community, with notable exceptions, the Latino community is an incredibly diverse community with incredible different attitudes about different things. And then asked by a black reporter on whether he had taken a cognitive test, Biden said, that's like saying you before you got in this program, your take blank a test, whether you're taking cocaine or not, Biden said. What do you think, huh? Are you a junkie? Here it is. Mr. Vice President, your opponent in this election, President Trump, has made your mental state a campaign topic. And when asked in June if you'd been tested um, for cognitive decline, you've responded that you're constantly tested in, in, in effect because you're in situations like this on the campaign trail. But please clarify specifically, have you taken a cognitive no, test? No, I haven't taken a test. Why the hell would I take a test? Come on, man. That's like saying you, before you got in this program, if you take a test where you're taking cocaine or not, what do you think, huh? Are, are you a junkie? What do you say to Mr. Vice President, your opponent? I'm surprised he didn't say crack. That probably is a little bit more up his speed or alley. But welcome to Joe Biden. Following up with that, besides the junkie comment to a established reporter, at least in that person's eyes, as a senator, Biden sponsored legislation to restrict busing, like I said earlier, and said that forced bus busing to desegregate schools would ca cause his children to, quote, grow up in a racial jungle. As for reparations, Biden said, I don't feel responsible for the sins of my father and grandfather, he said in 1975. I feel responsible for what the situation is today, for the sins of my own generation. And I'll be damned if I feel responsible to pay for what happened 300 years ago. End quote. He also said, we've got to recognize that the kid wearing a hoodie may very well be the next poet laureate and not a gangbanger. He also said the data shows young black entrepreneurs are just as capable of succeeding given the chance as white entrepreneurs are. But they don't have lawyers. They don't have lawyers. They don't have accountants, but they have great ideas. End quote. You may remember what he said about the legend Satchel Paige, African-American Major League Baseball star who really paved the way with African-Americans in the sport. He referred to him as the following. You know, I've adopted the attitude of the great Negro at the time, pitcher in the Negro Leagues, went on to become a great pitcher in the pros into the Major League Baseball after Jackie Robinson. His name was Satchel Paige. You know, I've adopted the... Now, we can go ahead and say, well, that's a gaffe. And he didn't mean to say that. And he was talking about the league and not necessarily the person. That's fine. I can buy that. I can buy most of those things that they were gaffes. What I can't buy is why he gets that consideration. Donald Trump and other Republicans don't. 
When he was addressing a black group, he said that the only time that many blacks would be together at a Republican gathering, they would be wearing white coats. He referred to President Obama as, I mean, you got the first mainstream African-American who is articulate and bright and clean and a nice looking guy. Here's that. I mean, you got the first sort of mainstream African-American who is articulate and bright and and, and clean and nice looking guy. I mean, that's a storybook, man. I mean, you got the first. And then you've got the wonderful comment about Dunkin' Donuts. He said you can't go into a 7-Eleven or a Dunkin' Donuts unless you have a slight Indian accent. In Delaware, the largest growth in population is Indian Americans moving from India. You cannot go to a 7-Eleven or a Dunkin' Donuts unless you have a slight Indian accent. To fully, I, I'm not joking. Oh, gigantic. Surprised you didn't call him a dog face pony soldier. Biden opined why the schools in Iowa perform better than those in Washington, D.C., saying there's less than 1% of the population in Iowa that is African-American. There's probably less than 4 or 5% that are minorities. What is in Washington? So look, it goes back to what you start off with, what you're dealing with. How is this guy president? Then Vice President Biden told a predominantly black audience that then Republican presidential candidate Mitt Romney's proposed financial regulation would put y'all back in chains. He also said we bring social workers into homes and parents to help them deal with how to raise their children. It's not want they don't want to help. They don't know how quite what to do right here. Look at what they value and look at their budget. And what they're proposing. Romney wants to let the, he said in the first hundred days, he's going to let the big banks once again write their own rules. Unchain Wall Street. They're going to put you all back in chains. Wow. That went over like a lead balloon or the lead in his head or ass. So Biden is truly the Teflon politician when it comes to racism. His comments are shrugged off as mere gaffes. I know of no other politician who commits so many gaffes and is ignored. Again, I ask, is Joe Biden a racist? Well, you decide. And let's not forget about Charlottesville and the digital lynching that took place in regards to Donald Trump. People still haven't watched the full video. Very similar to January 6th, a lot of people haven't watched all the footage on either side. But the Charlottesville footage is absolutely one of the most Michael Moore news type coup d'etats done against a person, and in this case, Donald Trump, because what was clipped isn't what he said. Joe Biden, if you remember, released his video announcing his run for president on the entire precipice of this single event in Charlottesville that he felt called to defend. America from the big bad orange man. Here it is. It was there on August of 2017 we saw Klansmen and white supremacists and neo Nazis come out in the open. Their crazed faces, illuminated by torches, veins bulging, and bearing the fangs of racism. 
chanting the same anti-Semitic bile heard across Europe in the 30s. And they were met by a courageous group of Americans. And a violent clash ensued. And a brave young woman lost her life. And that's when we heard the words of the President of the United States that stunned the world and shocked the conscience of this nation. He said there were, quote, some very fine people on both sides. Very fine people on both sides? I guess you could almost call it the big lie. Yeah, he, he said exactly that. There were some very fine people on both sides. But is that all of it? When we take a look at some of the impeachment proceedings that they went through, Republicans did some decent things to protect Donald Trump. A few, not the mainstream. This video shows a breakdown of the video and what was shown to America on mainstream channels over 67,000 times disparaging Trump over and over and over in regards to Charlottesville. That's a lot of airtime. Here it is and watch it in context. You also had people that were very fine people on both sides. You had people. Now that's where it stopped. Not only in the House and when the House of Representatives went ahead and put him on trial for this, they went ahead and obviously cut out the rest of the reaction. Now, this was done across all media channels where 15 to 20 seconds was played. But if they just would have waited, the rest of it is actually with no edits, 100% start to finish. Here it is. People in that group, excuse me, excuse me. I saw the same pictures as you did. You had people in that group that were there to protest the taking down of, to them, a very, very important statue and the renaming of a park from Robert E. Lee to another name. George Washington was a slave owner. Was George Washington a slave owner? So will George Washington now lose his status? Are we going to take down, excuse me, are we going to take down, are we going to take down statues to George Washington? How about Thomas Jefferson? What do you think of Thomas Jefferson? You like him? Okay, good. Are we going to take down the statue? Because he was a major slave owner. Now we're going to take down his statue. So you know what? It's fine. You're changing history. You're changing about the neo-Nazis and the white nationalists because they should be condemned totally. But you had many people in that group other than neo-Nazis and white nationalists, okay? And the press has treated them absolutely unfairly. Now, in the other group also, you had some fine people, but you also had troublemakers, and you see them come with the, with the black outfits and with the helmets and with the baseball bats. You got a, you had a lot of bad you had a lot of bad people in the other group too. Well, the press has treated unfairly, sir. I'm sorry. I just didn't understand what you were saying. You were saying the press has treated white nationalists unfairly. No, I just didn't understand what you were saying. No. There were people in that rally, and I looked the night before. If you look, there were people protesting very quietly the taking down of the statue of Robert E. Lee. I'm sure in that group there were some bad ones. The following day, it looked like they had some rough, bad people. Neo-Nazis, uh, white nationalists, whatever you want to call them. But you had a lot of people in that group that were there to innocently protest and very legally protest because, you know, I don't know if you know, they had a permit. The other group didn't have a permit. So I only tell you this. There are two sides to a story. I thought what took place was a horrible moment for our country, a horrible moment. 
but there are two sides to the country. Does anybody have a final? It's interesting when you think about this, because I guess it does have some sort of sinew attached to the person I spoke about last night, Nick Fuentes. The one thing I heard from his listeners was you're taking him out of context. Here's the difference. Saying there's good people on both sides and then going ahead and making the the assumption that he's talking about somebody is very different than hearing Nick Fuentes talk about the Jewish community, the LBGTQ community, the African-American community, and anyone who he disagrees with. I don't need to hear anything else. Because I have, and I will tell you there are times when Nick is articulate, convincing, even charming. I can also tell you that so is Adolf Hitler. So is Ted Bundy. Now, am I comparing Nick Fuentes to those two people? Absolutely not. But his language and his verbiage is toxic. It's abhorrent. It's vitriolic. It's not designed. And those all three mean the same thing. It's not designed to enhance a conversation. It's to marginalize a group of people. It's to bring up things that should be spoken about in context in the proper way, not as racial monikers. Not to inspire your followers to cast aspersions mentally or physically upon those people. It comes down to this. Joe Biden and the way that he acts and the things that he says, I can understand that people give him some sort of carte blanche or pass because he's a Democrat. And, of course, the media isn't going to hold him accountable. But that same should hold true for any person, is that we have the presumption of innocence. And positive intent is what it's all about. It's not designed for you. It's not designed for me to give you positive intent. It's yours to give to me, assuming I'm coming from a good place. And if I'm not, you have the ability to go ahead and make that clarification. And you can do that through dissemination. You can do that through absorbing the material that I present or having a conversation with me in person, or you can rush to judgment. However it is, you can make that decision yourself. But when you fabricate things or you put window dressing over other things, it creates a double standard. It creates distrust. And this is the problem people have with Joe Biden. This goes back to the laptop. This goes back to spying on Donald Trump while he was vice president. Barack Obama. This has to do with the FISA warrant. This has to do with multiple impeachments. They have went after Donald Trump for almost six years to destroy the man. I can understand once again why people are questioning him having lunch or dinner, whatever it was, with a white supremacist, when that really isn't what happened at all, according to Donald Trump, is that Kanye wanted to come to dinner. Donald Trump was acquiesced and accepted him to dinner. Now, why? Well, because Kanye is very, very popular. And if he's running for president, Donald Trump, he's obviously going to want to curtail to the black vote. It's important. He needs that vote over 12% to even have a chance of winning. Same thing with the Latino vote and suburban women. All of these demographics are important. When Kanye decides to go ahead and bring two people, one who was a witness against Trump in his sexual assault, and two... Nick Fuentes, who is an open white supremacist and anti-Semitic and homophobic and so many other things that are actually what the left says is true about him versus what they say about all MAGA supporters and Republicans being that, they've got it right on the head with Nick Fuentes. 
That obviously doesn't look great from an optic standpoint. But either does everything I showed you with Joe Biden. The question is, have you seen that before? Have you heard those things before? And if you haven't, ask yourself the question, why not? Who controls the media? Who controls the narrative? Who controls the DNC? And where does all those dollars lead? And I think you'll find that there's a whole bunch more that you're missing because you're not being shown. Folks, thanks for watching Don't Unfriend Me tonight. I appreciate it. You can join us live at 8.30. Please do me a favor, share, like, and subscribe this video. It means a great deal. I will go out like I always go out with the Veteran Crisis Hotline, 1-800-273-8255, press 1. 22 veterans commit suicide a day. It's way too many. Please do me a favor. Reach out to a veteran. Traumatic brain injury, anxiety, depression, PTS, all very real. This is the beginning. If you recognize any of these signs in a veteran, please provide this number. If you can't reach out to them, I will be happy to do that. Reach out to me and I'll do what I can. Last but not least, it's free of charge. It'll never be reported to their duty station. And also, once again, it's free of charge. Folks, thanks so much for watching Don't Unfriend Me. Stop on by the Don't Unfriend Me store at don'tunfriendme.com. Pick up a shirt, pick up a hat, pick up a coffee, mug or some freshly brewed coffee, all made by veterans. Made in the United States. I appreciate it. I will see you tonight at 8.30, and I'll see you tomorrow for a new recorded show. God bless.